goodness and gracious. I am Renee. I'm Christy. Well, you know, it's been, we said we were going to get back in this. We have things and we haven't really, so no. we apologize for that. But um, we're here now and that's all that matters. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're trying our best. We are. We, are, we really, really busy are. around here. This is busy, busy. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with it, but this is important too. Um, mm-hmm. But just be patient with us. We promise we'll get back on track. Yep. Um, so we have been discussing um, your faith affects your family. And we talked about um, in the last two episodes about who are you? So who are you? I'm Renee. Yep. You, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm Chrissy. We, we just did this. So. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so who, who are you in Christ though, Renee? Are you, are you in Christ? Yes, I'm a yes, daughter you, of the king. Yes, you are. Um, so this was an in-depth talk about which side of the fence you're on positionally. Um, there are only two sides. Are you lost or are you saved? And this really has everything to do with faith and everything to do with it affecting your family. So those that are saved will go to heaven and hopefully will have a positive effect on their family. And those that are lost will go to hell and will for sure have a negative effect on their family. Now, that is not to say that every single person will have to answer. That is not to say that every single person will have to answer to God for what they believed, you know, the people that you had a negative effect on. Um, because we're all going to have to give an account to God. Okay. So eventually you're going to be standing on your own faith. When you stand before God, it's going to be what you have believed. Um, but you will have to give an account to God if you had a negative effect on your family. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's um, scary. It is very scary. Mm. It's so scary. Um, and I think that um, people just, they forget that everything that you say, everything mm-hmm. that you do, I try to reiterate this in my Sunday school class. You'll have to give an account for the good things and the bad things. That was our message this morning. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was taking care of a. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was in the pastor's message. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I knew it was about um, wood, hay, stubble and, you know, and it's going to have an effect Mm -hmm. and it's going to be, it's going to have a lot to do with what happens to you when this thing is wrapped up. Um, But if you're lost, um, pr- please reach out to us. Um, we would love to talk to you about how you can um, fix that, make that right. Um, we are going to move forward now, though, with because we talked about who are you. We're going to talk about what are you doing. And at this point, um, we are addressing those who are claiming to be saved. So we've moved past the which side of the fence are you on. Now we're focusing on the ones that claim to be saved. And I say claiming because as we go through this, you may find that you missed an element somewhere and need to go back to the beginning. And that being said, what are you doing? And that's a valid question. I mean, if you're going to have to answer to God for your life eventually, I would think that more people would be concerned with what they're doing with their life right now. I mean, that's just me. Um, one of the great beauties of serving God is that his mercies mm-hmm. are new every morning, every single morning. So yep. if you are claiming to be saved and you feel like you're not doing what you need to be doing for God, his mercies are new 
every morning. Thankfully. Yes. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I love that. Mm-hmm. I just so love it. This means that every day is like a new beginning, a new chance to use that square on the calendar for our good and for his glory. Mm-hmm. Yesterday can be left behind. It can be forgiven and it doesn't have to define you. It doesn't have to follow you. You can leave it in yesterday's square on that calendar. And then the next one can be full of grace and mercy and change. Mm-hmm. Well, others can bring it back up into your remembrance, mm-hmm. but you can just say, Hey, it's under the blood. Yeah, under the, the Lord's blood. taking care of this. Me and him's got it good. You know what yep, I'm saying? <laughs> yep. It's been paid for. Yep. And it's re- it really doesn't matter what they say. So we get caught up right. in what people say and what they like to bring up. But it really doesn't matter um, if we if we're fixed on him. Just like Peter, when he took his eye off mm-hmm. the Lord on the water, when he was walking on the water, he started to sink. And if we take our eyes off of Jesus um, and focus on what other people are saying about us and yeah. bring it up our past, we're going to sink. Well, even Satan will try and yes. put those little nudges in there. Yep. You, you know the truth. Yes. He's very he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. And like um, Pastor says, he doesn't like giving him any credit, but right. Satan is very, very yeah. good at what he does. Um, but we are more than conquerors. Mm-hmm. So we don't we don't have to be defined by defined by that. So he loves us and wants us to grow in him. So like the verse says, it is of his mercies we are not consumed. Um, so he wants us to grow in him, which will cause us to be ever changing. Mm-hmm. We're always, always changing. So if that, you're not changing, you might want to yeah, check yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, there's a process to this. It is called sanctification. I love that word. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you're saved, God expects you to move past the basics and move on to deeper things of him. You can never, ever be productive to him if you are still in the admit, believe, confess phase. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has so much to offer you right. past the admit, believe, and mm-hmm. confess. So Hebrews 6, 1 and 9, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation. So he's not saying that we forget altogether what Christ has done and how we so graciously obtained salvation. And it was by his mercy that he, you know, gave us salvation. But he is saying that there are better things to come. You know, yes, we remember, we should remember and never, ever, ever forget that Christ gave his life for yours and that you could spend eternity with him. Never forget that ever. But if you live in just that state of mind and never move on to um, what being saved entails, you are missing out Mm -hmm. on the good stuff. And I would venture to say that God even himself would say the better stuff. You know, I mean, yes, it's great that he came to and died for us and to offer us salvation. But what he has in store for us, we can't we can't even imagine that. And so many people, so many pastors and so many churches all 
live in this honeymoon phase <laughs> of being saved that they miss out on how good the actual marriage is. They they think they've got it good yes. in the honeymoon stage. Yeah. That's not even close. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, and it's good for that that time. Correct. But you have Correct. to move past it. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom and I um, have been married for 31 years in October. And it's been a wild <laughs> ride. But it has been fulfilling. I think if Tom and I had stayed in the honeymoon phase for 30 years in our marriage, we'd be miserable. We really would be miserable. Um, There would never have been any kind of depth to our relationship at all. So yes, the beginning is fun and it's lots of fun. Like when you first get saved, that's fun. Mm -hmm. You're discovering, you know, so many new things and, but it's also a time of sickening immaturity. (laughs) So like, I remember how it was. And I told Tom the other day that CJ and Rachel are just now entering the mature phase or, you know, starting on the mature phase of their marriage. And it's fun to watch them interact and see um, how they have changed Mm -hmm. in 10 years. The respect, the love, the patience, all of that changes, and it is the same in your relationship with Christ. You know, Jesus died on the cross to save you from hell. Um, that should never get old, ever, ever, ever. It should never get old, and it should always, always, always bring you joy. But Jesus has a plan for your life, and that is the that's the end game. So, what's the plan? You know, even though it looks different for different folks. The gist is you have been made a disciple so that you can go make disciples. Mm-hmm. It's plain and simple. There's nothing There's nothing more than that. You can't add to it. You have been made a disciple so that you can go make other disciples. You do this in all different kinds of ways. Some, you don't even realize that you're doing <laughs> it. But your main mission field is, you guessed it, your family. That's the first mission field that you ever, ever receive. Had I known all that way back when my kids were little, it would have been different. Yeah. I would have did things different. Yeah. But and I, I think that it is what it is. And God, God took care of it for me. Yes. <laughs> In my ignorance. Yeah. And that's what he does. He does. And we can always look back and we can appreciate that God took care of those things for us. Mm-hmm. We wish that we would have been different. But like, this is the calendar. Today's the, today's right. the square. Yep. And you can't get caught up in the past squares. Right. It has to be mm-hmm. what's going on today. You know, God's going to, God is, he can forgive the past. He knows what lies ahead in the future, but today is your square. Mm-hmm. Um, you will give an account of how you handled the things that God gave to you. And we, we all will. There are things that we're going to have to stand accountable for that we, we're not prepared. To, I don't want to stand accountable. I don't want to yeah. have to go through that day, but I'm just hoping that, um, there are some things that he laid, he had placed in my heart that will help me when I have to give an account for the the things that I don't want to have to give mm-hmm. an account for. The things that he'll say, this you done well in. Right. Thou good and faithful servant. Like the things that I really stunk at, they're not going to define me in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, I will still hear those, you know, enter into the joys of the Lord. Right. So that should, um, 
not really scare us, but it should make us stand at attention. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't want to give, I don't be like, oh, you know, but it, sh- it should make us stand at attention right. to things that he has for us. So Renee's going to read some scripture. Be patient. This yes. is a long I'm sorry. Yes. I offered to do That's it. That's all right. Matthew 25, <laughs> 14 through 30. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise he had he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with him. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sowed and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there hast thou hast that is time. No. Let's try the whole verse over. (laughs) And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. And then at my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him, which hath 10 talents for unto everyone that hath shall be given and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath and cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There you go. I did it. You did very a little bit of a mess. No, you did very good. Okay. You did very good. I, I could not have done that that well. So this parable, I feel like it should stop us in our tracks because what God entrusts to us, we should multiply. So in this parable, the ones with five and two talents went and doubled those. They took what was given to them and they used it for his glory. Mm -hmm. This is what we should be doing. What God has given us He saved us. And not only do we get to go to heaven, we get an abundant life here. We need to tell people about this first to our family and friends, and then to everyone we meet. So in the Sunday school lesson this morning, I found it very interesting. This kind of went along with that, but um, I was teaching the little kids, the first and second graders. And um, the story was about the, um, the paralyzed man, the man mm-hmm. with the palsy and how his friends, you know, lowered him down. But the lesson for the teacher before they go to teach a lesson for the kids said, are you fighting to have everything 
that it is that God wants you to have and wants you to do and wants you to learn? And are you fighting hard for the ones around you to have that as well? Mm. And I was like, that's stepping on some toes here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we we need to be caring about the people, our friends and family, everyone mm-hmm. we meet. Sometimes um, that is done by what we say. Sometimes it's done by what we do. And sometimes it is our practices that we put into place in our lives. Sometimes we have no idea that we have had an effect on someone. Everyone is watching. We've seen yeah, so whether you like it or not. Yes, yeah. whether you like it or not. The last servant took what was given to him and he buried it. He told no one. He attempted no kind of growing and prospering of what had been given to him. And in the end, what he had was taken away from him and given to someone else. And I believe that when we get to heaven, the desire to lay whatever we can at Jesus's feet, what pastor was talking about this Mm -hmm. morning, will be so overwhelming. Like we will not be able to handle, it would be like an addiction that you can't, you're just not able to, you know, curb. It'll be like, I need to have that to lay at Jesus's feet. And what we have done that has lasted through the refining, just like Pastor was talking about, uh, the refining fire will all be all that we have left to lay at his feet. Mm-hmm. And this will uh, consist of what we have multiplied for his glory using what he originally gave us, which is himself. See, it's not going to be enough to just make it to heaven. Your burning desire desire will be to give Jesus all that you can. What will you have to show for all that he has done for you? So we're going to get a little closer to the bone on mm-hmm. that in part two. Um, so I would like everyone to, you know, put their seatbelts on for that because it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. what does that look like? So it's it's so many times I think we hear messages and we think, Yes, I agree with you 100%. What you're saying, I agree with you. However, what does that look like? How does that pan out? In real time, what does that look like? How does, mm-hmm. how does this person act? How does that person act? So I think that we're in the next section, we're, session, we're going to get into what does that look like when someone who is claiming to be saved, but they're doing this, it's not lining up. You know, so are you the person that, um, God gave five talents to. Mm-hmm. Are you the person that God gave two talents to? Because both of those people, they came out pretty good in the right. end. Or are you the person that God gave one talent to and you done nothing with it? And in the end, when you were meant, when you were told to give an account for what you've done, you had nothing to show for it. Which one, what, which one are you going to be like? Because we like to think that, um, you know, all three of these people were saved people. However, that's not, Really, the way it ex- is explained there at the end, I mean, no. I mean, is that your take on it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's you know, weeping and gnashing of teeth sounds um, mm-hmm. a little bit scary. Yeah, but could so, be interesting. Yeah, could be very interesting. So we shall the, see. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be so long next time for our next one. Yeah, no, we're going to be ready. We're going to get back on track. Do you, do you think the one with the one talent was just so embarrassed because he only got one talent? And like maybe, maybe he was thinking, 
I'm just a nobody because I didn't get the five or two talents. I only mm-hmm. got one measly little talent. Yeah, it could be. You know what I'm saying? It could be. Because, I mean, that's how the Christian world is. Like, you know, well, God must love them more because look at, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It didn't end but, well for him, though. You know what I right. mean? And it didn't. It didn't. Um, so we like to think that we're going to have an excuse. You know, when we have to give an account to God for the things in the end, because um, all of us will, the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, we like that. We like to think that we're going to have some kind of excuse, but this person, but that person, mm-hmm. but this, but that God's not going to say, I mean, he's going to say, no, I'm not concerned with that. I'm concerned with you. What did you do with what I gave you? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, um, and we like to think that only the people that go to hell are going to have to give an account. And that's not true. Right. And then we can start talking about, well, you know, only the people that are going to heaven are going to have to give an account because, you know, what does it matter? Hell's going to be bad. Yeah, hell's going to be bad, but you're still going to have to give an account yeah. for what you've done. Everything they've done, everything that you said, every idle word. Right. You know, everything that you thought that would just be in passing, you know, and it and it wasn't a big deal. It's going to be a big deal to God. Mm-hmm. Well, just like the pastor preached this morning, another plug for him. Yeah. Um, he knows your thought anyway. He does. You don't have to say it. He does. You know, he knows. Yeah. Like, and I like, that I, like we have a, one of the things he said this morning was like, like, basically, if you're sitting here listening, thinking this pastor's done crazy, done, done gone crazy or, yeah. you know, whatever he said about himself. <laughs> well, he has. Yeah, I know. But, you know, that's besides the point. You know what I'm saying? God knows. Yes. <laughs> or yeah. I wish he'd just shut up and sit down. God knows what you just thought. You yeah. know, that's exactly so, that's exactly what I guess right. sometimes when I read about times, I think of the jobs you have in the church, mm-hmm. you know, and I think of, you know, just like brother Bernie, for instance, he was the door greeter yeah. all those years. To me, he was just as important as the pastor. Yes. That's just how I, you know, you hear a lot of times in churches like, well, all I do is this thing in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, I think every job is important in the church, it is. you know, it, little, big, it doesn't really matter. And to say that your it job is to be is, done. Yeah. And to say that your job is not as good as someone yeah. else's or not as big or is not as, as important is to say that, God's wrong. Right. Like God, you know, if, the you're where, where, if you are exactly where God wants you to be mm-hmm. in that job at your church, it is very, very important. Yes. Now, if you're not supposed to be there, you better be praying and making sure, yes. you know, and keeping and keeping your eyes on him. You know, I always yeah. come back to, you know, 633, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto mm-hmm. you. Um, keep your focus on him. When you keep your focus on him. None of these other things matter. Right. He's going to take care of it. And then you'll look around and he will have added things to you that you don't even realize that he added. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is this Christian life is whoo, it's getting pretty yeah. abundant over here, you know. <laughs> so and I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about what he allows you to be a part of, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that's kind of where we're at in the church. We talk about how busy we are, um, how you know, busy things have been here and, and that's that way. And, and there's no small ministries, you know, this podcast right. mm-hmm. is a great ministry and, um, I love doing it. I love the changes that have come about in me from doing mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not agreeing. Uh-huh, yeah, me, well, she's my changes. <laughs> she needed some things done me, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that as a church, that's what God has done. I think that it's been, um, preached enough. It's finally gotten through that. It's not about us. It's about him. And when we seek him and let him do the adding and let him bring in the people and let him do this, that's when we're going to see an effect mm-hmm. and that we're going to look around and we're say, yep, we kept our, our focus here and God we're added kind of all seeing that right now. Yes, we are. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Yes, we are. We absolutely love it. And even in my Sunday school class, you know, we pray, have been praying for God to bring new kids into the church and, um, 
last week we prayed um, that he would bring new kids into the Sunday school class. And um, then someone shows up. They She didn't bring her kids, but um, she said, I have kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we're like, yes, that's great. And then when she walked away, I said, do you not see that that's an answer to right. prayer? Mm-hmm. And then when they showed up today, I'm like, can you see, because we prayed about it again today. Can you not see this is what God is doing? And that's got to do something to their little mind yes. and their little hearts. You know what I'm saying? They, Us as adults, we, we appreciate it and love it when God answers prayers. But you imagine them. <laughs> you, should, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't even hardly contain myself, but... And they were so good back there. They were so good. And you would think that bringing four new kids into a classroom, mm-hmm. you Never know, we hadn't, we hadn't started, Don't. we hadn't started the Bible reading yet. We had just, you know, been through our prayer requests and mm-hmm. prayer and did our pledges and everything like that. You would think that you have four young boys, you bring in four other kids to that class. That's going to cause some distractions and not a bit. Yeah. Kissa was so excited. Yeah. And it was, I was so excited. Yeah. And as I'm, I'm talking to them, they're fixed on me and they're listening to what I have to say about Jesus. Right. You know what I'm saying? All of them. And you just think that they would be, you know, distracted and whatever, but they weren't, they were so good. And I'm like, God, I can't do that. I can't right. produce that. Only you can, right. you know, and that's, that's what I'm saying is we have so many things that are going on um, that are important and just confirmation really for me today of the important things that are going on in this mm-hmm. podcast being one of them. Um, I am thankful to be able to do this mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for the changes that it's created in me and you and everyone that has listened. Right. And um, we so, would just love to hear from you. <laughs> yes, we would. We would love to hear from anyone. Hey, we could start doing what the NOIC does. What do they you do? Know? Well, if they get any <laughs> letters or texts or whatever, read it at the end. Read at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of a little bit of encouragement. So yeah. if you yeah. want to I thought maybe us- there was like, we're going to have some kind of contest or whatever. Um, we should have a contest between <laughs> oh, yeah. the two. That'd be funny stuff. Yep. But yeah, we not, we're not competing, but you know, yeah. that would be funny. No. But we would love to hear from you. Yes, so definitely. Catch up with us. So. Yeah. All right. Is that All right. it? Yep. We're good. All right. Until next time. See ya. See ya.